It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is ESPN Radio. I'm Matt Jones. He's Meyer Metcalf, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're having a fun morning here early on. Talked a little NFL, a little college football. Folks, you know, reining in with their comments. I want to start with, we've had a couple of people comment on our appearance. Now, again, it's early. When my alarm goes off at 445, that is not a normal time of day for me. So I'm lucky I'm wearing anything. Let's start with one person who goes, Matt, and this was actually my producer. Tell everybody what you said during the break there, Pat. I just said that it looks like you're wearing the first hat ever. Um, <laughs> it's all it's all faded. And, it's not faded. You can't even read. You get, it's it not faded. Like this is a hat the hat that says R. That is not a hat that says R. It has an S and a K. That's KSR. That's my normal oh, show. No. You don't see the K right here. There's no K. There's yeah, there's kind of an S and then there's just an R. I, he you thinks I'm wearing a hat, hat that says just R. You said how long have you been sitting on this hat? I haven't been. Well, it maybe was at the bottom of a pile, but I thought, I, fine, I'll get another hat during the break. <laughs> the brim is the brim is not brimming, bro. Okay, all right, so fine, we'll get a new hat during the break. You know, yeah, I've had enough of you. They're harsh. All right, how about someone is riding in and someone goes, Myron's in his house. Why is he wearing a jacket? <laughs> I think that's a fair question. You are in your house. Why are you wearing a jacket? It's summer. I'm trying to to be fashionable, man. You know, trying to appeal to the people. Well, you're doing a good job. I like my man saying, why is he wearing a jacket? (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Come on, man. It does look like he's in Thriller. Hold on, man. That's not necessary. How many zippers you got over here? That's a lot of zippers on that jacket for 7 o'clock in the morning. Why is there a snap at the top of it? There is a snap. What's the snap for? I do do have a lot of zippers. (laughs) Man, there's so many zippers. So many zippers. Byron dresses up for Michael Jackson videos. The best best part is when Myron comes on, he goes, this is the jacket that that I wear to Whole Foods. (laughs) That is true. The jacket is shorts on right now. You did say, for people listening at home, he did say, this is the jacket I wear to Whole Foods. So the next time you're at a Whole Foods in Minneapolis, business, man. If you next time you're at a Whole Foods in Minneapolis, just so you know, Thriller might break out somewhere on the aisles at any point. I, I told y'all that. Zippers? I told y'all that privately, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's exactly right. Business. This is Keeping the jacket I wear to Whole Foods. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll try to get back and not talk about Myron's jacket. I'm gonna go change my R hat during the break. Yo, stop. <laughs> Okay, so Casey Johnson, Casey Johnson, who has covered the Bulls for decades, said yesterday that there was a failed Luol, you all got to stop, a failed Luol Ding trade. Will you stop laughing? You're telling me not to laugh and you're talking about Luol Ding? Well, you know, I'm trying to talk about Luol Ding. But the the report from Casey Johnson was 
that the if the Luol Dang trade had occurred, the big three that went to Miami, which was Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh, would have ended up in Chicago instead of Miami and could have had the big three playing for the Bulls. First of all, let's assume that's true. Do you think they would have had better results or any different result if it was in Chicago instead of Miami? No. I mean, that, that group was going to win championships one way or the other. Obviously, LeBron was at his prime, at his peak, probably. D-Wade was really, really good, you know, a top 10-ish player in the league. And people forget, man, I know people act like Chris Bosh was just sort of the third wheel. Like, he, he was a force in Toronto. Like, one of the most dominant players in the league. So, those three were going to win if you and me rounded out their starting five. Do you think there would have been less hate of that group if they were in Chicago instead of Miami? Wasn't part of the hate that, like, Miami was a little too, people thought, glitzy and glamorous, and, and LeBron yeah. was coming from Chicago and Bosch from Toronto. If they had gone to sort of Chicago, which is considered more of a working-class town, do you think that would have helped at all? I think the spotlight would have been so much bigger with LeBron playing in Michael Jordan's town. Like, I think that would have been completely different for him. Like, we have these conversations now about legacy and MJ and LeBron. Had he played in Chicago, it would have been nonstop. Whereas Miami is one of those places where it's like, do they like sports down there? Not really. Yeah. Are they obsessed? No. So I think that helped. I, I, I don't think people who don't realize or have been to Miami a lot Amber Wilson gets mad when I say this, but I used to give her a hard yeah. time last year. But they don't care, really. I mean, they care they care about sports because it's part of the party, right? So when yeah. the Heat are good or the Panthers are good, then it's like part of the party that they're having down there anyway. But they're not sitting there obsessing about it, and you're not getting the talk radio and all that stuff, Myron, like you would have gotten in Chicago. No, it, it, it's like, you know, L.A., you know, you ever go to a Lakers game, like, early in the season? You're going to see people show up in the second quarter, and they're going to leave midway through the third quarter. It's a different vibe, but I also think that took a lot of pressure off those three. If they had been in Chicago, I mean, you know Chicago. Like, it would have been everything they experienced times 10 with the Michael Jordan legacy looming over LeBron. So that gets me to a conversation of the biggest what-ifs. What are the things in sports that you sit there and you say, what if this had happened? How would things be different? 888-SAY-ESPN. You give us our best ones, we'll bring you on. Maybe one day you'll have a jacket like Myron's and be sitting next to me. What, is the, what are the best what-ifs in, in sports history? Mine is very simple. What if Bo Jackson hadn't gotten hurt? Because Ooh. Bo Jackson was an athlete unlike anyone else that I've seen in my lifetime. I think he was ahead of his time. A lot of the things that you see now, guys like LeBron, for instance, who are built like tanks but can run fast yeah. and do athletic things, that didn't really happen back there. And he was an all-star in both football and baseball. Amazing. Had Bo Jackson not gotten hurt, if his hip hadn't gotten pulled out of socket, which was about the only injury he could have that would completely take him out of commission, I'd love to have seen what happened with his career. I mean, that to me is the answer in this conversation, right? Like, if you're going to have what-if conversations, it should be the Bo Jackson category because he was that good, man. I mean, the Auburn coach who was hired to coach the baseball team when he was there looks down and he sees Bo Jackson. He says, oh, you know, who's the new, uh, you know, worker or whatever? And he's like, no, no, that guy's on your team, you know? Like, he was, he was amazing in both baseball and football, and we'll never know what happened 
if he had stayed healthy. But even when he was healthy, just the glimpse of what we got was one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in sports. It is unbelievable to think what he was able to do in both sports in such a short period of time. I mean, he did not do them very long. Another one for me is what if Tiger Woods doesn't get hurt, doesn't have the scandals, et cetera? Does he pass everything? I mean, he was was on a run – to, I mean, he's. I still think he's the greatest player of all time now. I think it's a lot harder to win now than it used to be. But there are still mm-hmm. people who will make the case for Nicholas. If he doesn't get hurt, Myron, I think he breaks all the records on his own, and then we never talk about anything except him potentially being one of the, if not the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, I mean, Tiger Woods, had he been able to continue his career without the injuries and, and the off-the-court stuff, uh, certainly, I think he would have every record and the records would be untouchable and he'd be even bigger than he is now, which is shocking, right? Because how much bigger could Tiger Woods be? Arguably one of the two or three most famous athletes in the world. Uh, but that certainly will be a what if starting what was that about 2010 uh, through sort of the next years ahead where he had a lot to deal with. All right. What about the next one? What if the Blazers take Michael Jordan instead of Sam Bowie? They had Man. Clyde Drexler at the time. See, nobody ever nobody ever mentions Jordan was the third pick. Elijah Wan yes. went first, and then yep. Sam Bowie from my Kentucky goes second. He ends up having foot problems his whole career. People forget he was actually good when he wasn't hurt, but he had foot problems his whole career. But they had Clyde Drexler, didn't think they needed Michael Jordan. Let's assume they decide to take Michael Jordan. Is he as big a phenomenon in Portland as he was because he was in Chicago? I mean, I think that's a that's a fair question. I think he still would have been a huge deal because he would have won championships, right? But, I mean, being in Chicago in a city like that certainly changed the legacy. You know the Bob Knight story with him, right, in terms of the Blazers. The Blazers called Bob Knight, who had coached Michael Jordan in the Olympics, and they said, hey, who should we pick in this draft? And they said, he said, Michael Jordan. And the Blazers said, we need a center. And Bob Knight said, Play Michael Jordan at center. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So it, it's amazing what could have happened. But also, Sam Bowie was an incredible player who dealt with injuries. It is really unfair that we kind of knock him and all this. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it is unfair. He's my, he's a Kentucky guy. And when he played, even in Portland, he was good. He just he yeah, had yeah, foot healthy. injuries. And when, when, when big guys have feet injuries, it's a real problem. 888-SAY-ESPN. Do you have one of those that in your mind yeah. is a what if that is surprising? I'll ask you one more. Let's say that Barry Bonds never gets in the PED scandal. And let's say he's the Barry Bonds of the young years. Does he go down as one of the three or four best baseball players of all time still? Maybe the best. You know, I mean, the problem I always have with the PED conversation and Barry Bonds is that if you tell me we're not going to count anything he did from the moment he was accused of using PEDs going forward, if you say that, that man is still a Hall of Famer, undeniably, with everything that happened before that. Uh, If he hadn't taken PEDs, he wouldn't hit, you know, 70-plus home runs, but I think he still would probably have gone down as the greatest ever, you know. Yeah, 888-SAY-ESPN. I got one caller I want to get to first because he's going to say something that I'm going to have to disagree with. Pete is in Alaska. First of all, Pete, what time is it in Alaska right now? Yeah, what time is it? Well, first of all, I'm in Nebraska. 
Oh, well, that's much different than Alaska. <laughs> Same thing. Same See, thing. again, these are, listen, I love our pr- producers, but they just hear ska, and they're like, well, it must be Alaska. So it would make – let me ask you all a question. He's talking about Nebraska football. Wouldn't it have made sense, Myron, to think he was in Nebraska and not Alaska? Uh, Pete hey, sounds like he reti- he's remember- retired and he went to Alaska. <laughs> you re- who retires and moves to Alaska? Let's Nobody get- does that. Pete from Mario Pennsylvania. Yes. Throw whatever state oh, up there, I guess. All right, go ahead, Pete. Well, I, I kind of got two of them. You know, if Nebraska would have won the uh, national championship against Florida, would have they been in the uh, first three-peat national champ in a row? Uh, well, they would have the if, they won, yeah. if they won the game. Yeah, I can answer 40s. that question. If they won the, the third game, they would have been the first three-peat of all time. Since the 40s. And the second one, you know, Tom Osborne is voted, you know, by ESPN the, the second-best college football coach ever. If he would have coached another 10 years because he retired pretty young, uh, would he have been voted the greatest college football no. coach ever? No, because college football was changing, and I appreciate the call. He retired at the perfect time, Iron. They were playing that old wishbone, you know, hand it off, and football was changing. The people liked that we talked about there with Couch and Manning, and some of those guys were part of why it was changing. He retired at the perfect time because that Nebraska-style football has never really ever come back. And they're still trying to figure out, right, how to get momentum since that era. But it was really good when it was great. Yes. I I don't know what that means. It was really good when it was great. I just made that up, and it doesn't make sense. There you go, kids. That's your Myron Myron Metcalf inspirational quote of the day. It was good when it was great. We say the same thing about mornings here on ESPN Radio next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. It is mornings here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Matt Jones, Myron Metcalf. I switched hats. So everybody would stop making – They bullied you? Well, the one producer said, are you wearing the first hat ever? Like, that's not very nice. They so I switched morning, to – I know. I switched to EKU Bro. basketball. Now, you have not changed your jacket, which has led people to man. write and say – One person writes, Myron's wearing a members-only jacket, Whoa. but the version used in Thriller. What? That's mean. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel man. like that's mean. 
One person writes in, I can't believe Myron's jacket, and he wears it to Whole Foods. They'll kick him out. They're going to think he's stealing fruit. Is that that what they think when you wear those, that you're stealing fruit, putting it in all those zippers? I bring life to Whole Foods, man. I walk in and they're like, hey, he's here. You know, He's here. They don't Watch expect him. it. It's surprising. Check those pockets. You know what I mean? Check those zippers. We're doing the <laughs> biggest. say that either way, you know. <laughs> don't matter what I'm wearing. <laughs> Choosing the uh, biggest what-ifs in sports. We've gone through a lot of them. I had some folks writing in. All right, I'm going to give you a couple of them. What if okay. uh, Leitner misses the shot against Kentucky? Oh, man. Change college basketball history. Right. It does. I mean, Changes right the way you look at Leitner, right? I mean, like the – And Duke. And Duke, Leitner, that Kentucky team, maybe Patino wins it with that team. That Actually, the most likely scenario, Myron, might be that the Fab Five gets a title that way, you know? Yep. There's a very good chance the Fab Five would have ended up with the championship if you did that. All right, what if Jordan never retired, Myron, the first time? I mean, if he, yeah, if he I mean, hadn't retired this time, he'd probably be old. But let's say if he hadn't retired the first time. I mean, there was a conversation, right, about bringing everybody back. If Jordan comes back and Pippen, do they win a couple more? Certainly. I think people, they knock Washington, Michael Jordan, which is fine. He's in his late 30s, and he was still averaging 20 a game. No, I, like, mean, imagine the, if, I mean, what if he didn't go play baseball? Like what if oh, he keeps playing? What if he keeps playing 91, 92, 93, and he doesn't miss 94, oh, 95? You think he gets they get eight, eight in, in a row? row. Oh, See, yeah, they I would think, beat those Rockets teams. I think he has. I don't think he keeps playing those ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight though. You know what I mean? Like I think he yeah, needed man. that off to then come back. And, and we don't appreciate sometimes how crazy it is that a dude walked away from a sport for two years and came back and was still the best player. Like yeah, that's it, like when is that ever going to happen again? No, and then just messed around in baseball and wasn't terrible. Yeah, you know, in a sport I mean, that's imagine, very okay. difficult to play. So think about that for a minute. Can you imagine if LeBron went and played yeah. for like the Fort Worth Amarillos or something? I mean, yeah. he went to Birmingham, Alabama, and played yeah. minor league baseball. Can you imagine what a spectacle that would be today? It'd be it'd be incredible, and just the idea that he could do it without any background. It wasn't like Jordan played baseball in college. Yeah. You know, he hadn't played since high school. I mean, it's just yeah, amazing what he was able to do. All right, some other folks have got him in. Let's go to T in Alabama. Where are you in Alabama, T? I'm I'm located right outside of Birmingham. Right outside of Birmingham. Did okay. you ever go see Jordan when he played uh, for the minor, Birmingham Barons? No, no, no. I, I wasn't. I'm not a big uh, baseball fanatic. So I never did go see him. Well, listen to him. He's not a baseball fanatic, Myron. If Michael Jordan's in your town, you're just not even going to go? Like, you got better things to do? Well, you know, me being a, a diehard Chicago fan, I never wanted him to retire. So, I was just praying that he came back to the Bulls, which he did. But, no, nah, I didn't never go see him. You know, Myron, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. If Giannis yeah. comes to Lexington to play baseball, I'm going to one of the games. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. <laughs> I'm going to go to at least one. But go ahead, T. Out. What do you got? Hey, I got an easy one for you, fellas. What if the Detroit Pistons would have drafted Carmelo Anthony instead of Darko Milicic? Great that question. Banana boat legacy would be totally different. All right, so let's ask this: Do you think? Because remember, they draft Darko, but then two years later they win the championship. What yeah. happens if they take Carmelo instead of him? Do you think they still win a title, or do they win multiple titles? 
maybe they win. You know, maybe they build around Carmelo Anthony. But remember, with that team, you bring in Rasheed Wallace, you bring in some other pieces. You know, I don't know if you look at the team differently, but I think Melo would have had a better chance to get a championship in that situation. And and if you're Darko, you wouldn't be <laughs> you wouldn't sort be of the joke, joke you of NBA joke. history, right? You and you I mean? might have had a better career because, remember, he didn't play, basically, because that team was yep. so good and Larry Brown wanted to win. I think it would be interesting because that Pistons team, Myron, was based around defense, right? It was defense, it was. defense, defense. That Carmelo, <laughs> that I don't know how that would have worked. I mean, I, I'm not sure, honestly, Myron, that he would – they. They basically played Tayshawn Prince instead of him. And Tayshawn was a lockdown defender. I just don't – maybe it wouldn't have even worked. Yeah, I think it would have been different in terms of how they built that team, how they played. Uh, And they had a bunch of blue-collar guys on that team, remember, like all dudes who've been kind of overlooked a little bit. Billups, Rip Hamilton, uh, Tayshawn. Uh, ben Rasheed Wallace, Wallace and Rasheed Wallace. That was the five, pretty right. much, that went into uh, in, into everything. What about Callie in Queens? What do you got, Callie? Hey, good morning, fellas. Um, I got mine's is kind of a two part one as well. Uh, I was gonna say, what if Barry Sanders didn't just walk away? And also, what if Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith got drafted to the vice versa teams? Put oh, Barry Sanders like behind that, that offensive mm. line. I love it. First of all, Callie, let me ask you a question before you go. Are are you watching on TV or listening on the radio? I'm listening on the radio. Okay, I was because I was wanting to see what you thought of Myron's jacket. But if, but but if you if if oh uh, man, now, I, yeah, I wish I could watch on TV, but unfortunately, I work at during the same time. But I live in Ohio now, so this is like my only way to really get my Jets info. Big Jets fan, so I you know I appreciate the lineup on ESPN because it's like either someone either works. Uh, someone works there that was a Jet that played Dude, or no kid. a Jet fan. So I For those of us that are not based in New York, it does feel like it's Jets, Jets, Jets. I appreciate it, Callie. What were you going to say, yeah. Myron, about the coat? I was going to say, you know, as a Jets fan, don't be surprised if you see Aaron Rodgers wearing this. You know, he's probably watching now, coming to a post-game press conference in this very jacket. I think just that's unlikely. You don't wear this jacket. The jacket wears you. Y'all don't know anything about that. I'll hit I you will agree with that. The, the jacket does wear you. Barry Sanders, he is exactly right, Byron. Barry Sanders, if he doesn't yeah. retire, probably goes down as the undisputed best running back. And what if he was on that Dallas team instead of Emmett? Do you think what, that team might have been unstoppable, right? Yeah, but can I push back a little bit on, okay. as, a, as a diehard Barry Sanders fan? Barry's style – was about him in the open field, right? I don't know. It might have been different just how he played if he had been behind that line. I mean, Emmitt Smith was so sort of north-south, and that wasn't really Barry's game. But, yeah, I mean, I would love to have seen him get a chance. To I think it's fascinating team. to think about how many cases like that or even like the mellow one are where people – just the fortune of where they go determines whether or not they're a good player. I think that is, yeah. that happens to me more in the NFL than any other sport. If a quarterback yeah. goes to the right place, can be a legend. If he, go, I mean, if Tom Brady doesn't go to the Patriots, is he Tom Brady? Does he even get yeah, on the field? I mean, I you know who who knows? It's I, that's one of the things I think are fascinating. We will do more of those a little bit later on, but we also need to talk a little baseball. The Yankees stink. Are they going to clean house during the offseason? And the Dodgers have won 11 in a row. Are they about to go win another title? That's next here on Mornings on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Oh, I love this. It's mornings here on ESPN Radio. If you're watching on TV. Too. Yes. I, so I'll tell you a little story quickly, Myron. I was doing a law school final at Duke Law School, and okay. this song had just come out, and I liked it. And it was a take-home yeah. final. We had four hours, and I'd type a little bit, and then I'd turn this on and dance around my apartment. Okay, <laughs> and then I'd get back to typing, and then I'd turn this on and dance around my apartment. Worst grade I got in law school was because of the St. <laughs> Lunatics. I'm just saying. He was. I always remember this song. It was really the only grade in law school I was disappointed in is because of this song in uh, Intellectual Property, Jamie Boyle. I got distracted, Myron, by the St. Lunatics. You gotta pick the right study music, man. That matters, man. You gotta you gotta be you pick music that's not too distracting, but also yeah. not so mellow that you'll fall asleep. It was just it was too good. I'd just jump around too much and then I wouldn't be able to uh, focus. Eight 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 say ESPN. We're talking about what ifs in sports, but before we get to that, I'm not gonna open this up to the phones, but we did have a good conversation during the break. If America had to get rid of a state and just let mm-hmm. it go, which one would you let go of? And I know Myron hates conversations like this because we have yep. a listener in every one of these states, but I still yep. want you to participate. What is the state, if we had to let go of as a country, you'd be like, let's just let it go. It's going to be no big deal. Well, I wouldn't let go of any of states because they all have great affiliates, right? But I do think we need to have a conversation about the Dakotas. You know, <laughs> I do think, you know, first off, why don't you just, why don't you join forces? Okay. Become one state. But then it would be a huge uh, state. I mean, if you had both Dakotas, that's a massive state. That's a massive state, you know, but we got to figure out, I think, something with the Dakotas. So that's your conversation. Give the Dakotas to Canada. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would like to do? You know, Canada could have them maybe part time. Uh, you know, we borrow maybe part time six months a year. <laughs> six months no, a we year. Take, <laughs> we take them six months. They're going to they take them the other Dakota? six months. Yeah. So we when they when it's cold, the Dakotas, when think. it's cold, the Dakotas go to yeah. Canada, and when it's yeah. warm, they can custody. come back. I'm fine with that. Of the Dakotas, we yeah. would lose Mount Rushmore, but otherwise, I don't think we would lose very much. We can move it. <laughs> I don't know if you can move a mountain. I would say, I would say, just get rid of Kansas. I mean, don't get rid of it. Let it exist. Nah, but we'll just make it its own little Canada. place there. It'll be like Vatican City in Italy. You know how they have their own country yeah. right in the middle of it? Yeah. 
Kansas can be its own place. That way we could build roads around it so we all didn't have to go through it all the time because it just, it's just flat land. I'm totally fine with trading in Kansas. And maybe we can pick up something much cooler in return like, you know, Puerto Rico or something. That was Puerto Rico is amazing. It's yeah. amazing. So but wouldn't I, you rather have Puerto Rico than Kansas? Yeah, but, I mean, I told you the other day, man, Wichita has the Doodot Diner, man. One of the best breakfast spots in America. We can get rid All of right, you can definitely get rid of it then. We can get rid of it. If, that, if the best thing is a diner, Bill Self, he'll find another job somewhere else. We'll I'm go ahead and get rid of Kansas. The biggest what-ifs in sports, a couple more before we go to the phones. We had two of guys who walked away from the sport. What if Muhammad Ali doesn't lose three years of his career? And what if Ted yeah. Williams doesn't lose up to five years of his career for war? One guy yeah. you know, protesting a war, one guy fighting a war. Those two guys saw legendary careers cut short. Yeah, and I think you can make the case. Their greatness would have been extended, right, if they had been able to play during those years. But I think – the view of them as icons will be a little bit different. Like coming back from war, Ted Williams and doing what he did is a big part of his legacy. And I think Muhammad Ali became a cultural icon because he refused to go to Vietnam and kind of being banned from boxing. That was such a big part of his legacy beyond boxing. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one because he might have ended up winning more fights, but part of why Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali is because of what he did. So I think yeah. that would be an interesting thing that uh, happened. Mike is in Connecticut. What do you got, Mike? Uh, good morning, good morning, gentlemen. So I think uh, you know, like the most obvious one, being a, a Boston Celtics fan. Um, what if Len Bias doesn't die? That oh, that, man. and then combined with the death of Reggie Lewis, completely changed the yeah. the whole history and the landscape of the NBA. Because there's no Jordan's Bulls of the '90s. If Len Bias doesn't die, because Len Bias was the guy that was well, now, giving Michael listen, Jordan problems. I, I don't. Len Bias would have been great. I still think Michael Jordan would have been great. But the thing about Len Bias and Reggie Lewis is they might have extended Myron that Celtics, you know, run even more years. They yeah. probably could have gotten into the early nineties. I don't know. It would have been fascinating. Ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. I've talked to a lot been of guys. absolutely amazing. I've, t- I've talked to a lot of college coaches uh, about Lynn Bias and guys who coached during that era, and they all say that Bias was that dude. Like you ask them, like Bias versus MJ versus the other greats, they all say Lynn Bias uh, was the best of those great players in that era. Right, but say better than Jordan. I've heard a lot of college, a lot of coaches wow. I've talked to personally wow. who saw him play said he had an edge on MJ. He could do everything that MJ could do. They compare him to, like, LeBron, big dude yeah. who could was very versatile. He was. That's true. That was ahead of his time in that way. Let's go to Yoder in Iowa. See, you thought I would give up Iowa, Myron. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Iowa. I'm giving up Kansas. Yoder, what's yours? Hey, piggybacking off the last caller, it's kind of sad, two, two calls in a row about death. But my biggest what if is uh, what if Dale Earnhardt never passed away when he did? Well, first of all, Earnhardt would have won more races, obviously. But what's interesting about Earnhardt's passing, as tragic as it was, Myron, it did elevate, oddly, NASCAR into the national consciousness in many ways. The sport, oddly, took off for a number of years after that. But I say this all the time. I've said it with you. I don't think we realize enough what an amazing story Earnhardt's death was. On the last lap of the Daytona 500, with him in third place, 
blocking for his son, who's in second place, and one of his best friends who's never won a race in his life, Michael Waltrip, that's in first place, he wrecks and passes away. His friend wins his first race, but is heartbroken because Earnhardt died, and his son comes in second. It's an amazing story that, like, I don't know what else in sports compares it to it. Yeah, and Michael Waltrip, right, after the race, he doesn't know, right? He says, I, I hope my friend Dale's okay, right? Doesn't he say something he, well, like that after yeah, Well, winning? actually, Daryl Waltrip is in the booth, and he is okay. – Michael's his brother. And Daryl's this legend, and he gets to see his little brother finally win, so he's crying about the win and then says, I hope my friend is okay. Yeah, wow. What a, I mean, what it's a, a movie if you think about it, yeah. right? I mean, that is a yeah. – it's one of the most unbelievable things in sports, and I will say this. It's one of the only times sports has made me cry. I was watching that live, and it, I, it, it was an absolute, an amazingly powerful moment. Orlando in Tampa. What do you got, Orlando? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Good morning, Orlando. Mine's like a three-part. You know, imagine if, if three parts. May, may didn't make that catch in the Super Bowl versus the Pats. Okay. Wes Welcome made that catch in the second Super Bowl versus the Giants. And if Bill Belichick actually played defense. How many ifs do I get? You don't get get three ifs. You can get one if. You can pick one if. Basically, you're like, what if every Super Bowl the Patriots lost, they won? You don't get to do that. That's not how this game works. You get one This is not an audition. Yeah. This ain't America's Got Talent radio audition. All of those Super Bowls came down to basically defense. But the but they also yeah. what if they hadn't How come you back and do that? Yeah, what if they hadn't come back against the Falcons? Well, right? Well, like, what I if mean, I was I can, six foot six? I mean, you got a lot of what ifs. And like, that's that's too many real. what ifs. I'm sorry, that's what too many if. what ifs. That's like that me man going, said he had a three part answer, Matt. <laughs> this man said, "I got you got eight minutes, y'all. I have three parts." Sorry, Orlando and Tampa. Two subtitles to those three parts that I want to give you. You don't get three ifs. I love how people, (laughs) the Patriots fans, they always (laughs) like to remember the what ifs of how they lost, but they never remember the what ifs of they won. The tuck rule, the snow, you know, the the comeback. Like, y'all got some luck in that drive as well. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to find a way to beat the Giants. The Dodgers. Are they now World Series favorites? Buster Olney, one of my favorite people we have on. What are you laughing at? I said, what if I was 6'6"? <laughs> I just, just love that My, Myron made a complete fantasy of being 6'6", and we all let it slide. <laughs> if you were 6'6", six, six, you'd just be Myron Metcalf and be 6'6". Six, six. That's what you would be. Nothing would change. I'd have been dunking on people for the last Here's 20 Here's what would have happened. You wouldn't have been able to find that jacket in your size, and you'd have never worn it on this show. That's that would have been the positive thing. You're right. I'd be making money in the league. Probably. Yes. Working at the. Which league? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. The Minnesota Rec League. Buster only next here on ESPN Radio. Terrible, man. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot this is ESPN Radio. It is mornings here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Meyer Metcalf. Buster Olney is ESPN's baseball insider host of the Baseball Tonight podcast at Buster underscore ESPN. You can see him at the Little League Classic between the Phillies and the Nationals on Sunday at 7 on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Buster, I'll start with the Phillies. They're part of what has become a crazy NL wildcard race. None of the teams particularly playing all that great, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, five teams basically for three spots. When it all shakes out in the end, what three do you think end up in the playoffs? Uh, I do think the Phillies will make the, the playoffs, and I think they will go into October as one of the most dangerous, the most dangerous wildcard team. Because of their experience last year, the you know the depth of their rotation, which has been enhanced by that you know addition of Michael Lorenzen, the quality of their bullpen, all their experience from last year, so they're going to get in and they're going to be the team that nobody wants to face. I do think the Giants are going to get in, and I think the Cubs are going to get in, and I know you don't want to hear it, uh, you know that the the Reds are not going to be that team, but I do think been the Cubs well. have so much momentum. So much momentum. And they have uh, an easy the schedule. Is, they have an easy schedule coming down the stretch, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great offense uh, lately with the pitching, with the defense. The injury to Marcus Stroman is a, is a body blow for them, but I think the Cubs eventually get in there. Buster, how did we get to a point where the Yankees are six and a half games back in the wild card race, considering all the money that's been invested in this team? It's shocking. <laughs> you know, this is, I think ESPN stats and information had that number yesterday that it's the latest the Yankees have been under 500 since Derek Jeter's uh, first season in 1995. And at that time, nine current Yankees still hadn't even been born. And this is a team that hasn't had a, lose, hasn't had a losing season since 1992. Brian Cashman is the general manager of the team. He's never had a losing season since he took over in February of 1998. Uh, and, look, there's no doubt that that injury to, to Aaron Judge when he went crashing into the fence and you know kicked that concrete uh, in Dodger Stadium on June 3rd, that was a turning point for them. They're 25 and 36 since then. But he talked to evaluators with other teams, and they talk about this is a team that looks old. This is a team that looks uh, you know very unathletic relative to other clubs in a year in which um, you know the teams that have had athleticism seem to be thriving under these new rules. Uh, so uh, it, you know the question is going to be exactly how far the makeover is going to go, and whether or not you know Hal Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees, who has always expressed belief in you know, Aaron Boone and, and Brian Cashman, how how far will he go 
in trying to uh, you know placate a really unhappy fan base. Let me ask you along those lines, Buster, about baseball in general now this year. I mean, the the, the failures of the sort of big payrolls of the Mets and Padres have been talked about a lot. Part of what seems to me to have allowed a lot of different teams to be in contention is the fact that these teams that are good are getting younger and younger. Even the Braves with a decent payroll is very, very young team. Do you think, and maybe it's the new rules, or maybe you can tell me some, maybe it's that guys get better early, but it feels like the days of 30-plus-year-old guys being the stars are kind of moving away, and we're starting to see teams be younger, faster, athletic, Is and that actually allows for more parity because of the draft rules. I, you know more about it than me. Does that hypothesis sound correct, and if so, why? So you must have, uh, you know, hidden uh, microphones inside of the the offices of some prominent agent because they're concerned <laughs> about what's to come this winter. Because we saw teams during the winter that were really aggressive and spent a lot of money. The Mets, the Padres, for example, uh, you know, that it's flamed out. We talked all last summer about this, uh, you know, this incredible class of free agent shortstops. A lot of that, uh, those signings. Hundreds of million dollars, uh, you know, invested. Those have not worked out, which is why agents are really concerned about the, you know, the, the pendulum swinging the other way this winter. Now, I said that on Sunday Night Baseball a couple weeks ago, and I immediately got a text message from an agent you may have heard of, Scott Boris, who is essentially dismissing what I said and 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 indicating he feels like that the teams understand that there's a transition year and that's not going to be the case. But I do think other than Shohei Otani, you're going to see numbers come down for a lot of the primary free agents because of exactly, Matt, what you just talked about, uh, that you know teams are believing in, hey, younger guys, athleticism, you know, trust uh, you know, in a sport that has you know, high velocity and uh, where, where they can measure everything. I think teams are, are leaning that way now, and a lot of those clubs are having success this year. Buster, I'm curious. Obviously, you look at the American League, Baltimore, Texas, Houston, National League, Atlanta, and the Dodgers. feels like the World Series champ comes out of those five. But what's a sixth team, maybe, that we should be keeping an eye on that could make some noise in the postseason? Well, I mentioned the Phillies. Like I just think that their experience uh, in their lineup and, and uh, what they went through last year is going to serve them really well. Uh, their pitching is, uh, is some of the best in baseball. But I'd say... You know, off the radar right now, a team to watch the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, as of today, they would be in the playoffs. Uh, they're getting Bo Bichette back, who's their best position player. They're probably going to work him in at DH more uh, than at shortstop initially because he's coming back with his knee issue. Uh, they need his bat in the lineup for what has been a you know a lackluster offense at times. But their pitching absolutely could translate once we get into October. I know that the best ERA a deep rotation, a really good bullpen, which they enhance. Uh, and, and, look, I, I don't think the Dodgers are ever going to be off the radar, but we should know how well they're playing. 11 straight wins, and every year it feels like Andrew Friedman, who's their head of baseball operations, he waits and waits and waits till last minute, and then he makes really great deals that help this team. You know, the addition of Lance Lynn, uh, Ahmed Rosario, Kike Hernandez, really uh, has helped to balance that team and, and Lance Lynn in particular. I mean, one earned run, what, in 25 innings since he joined the Dodgers? It's like he was reborn, leaving that uh, tough situation with the White Sox. 
and going to the Dodgers and using some of their analytics to get better. They are clearly gathering momentum, and the question down the stretch is going to be whether they can catch the Braves for the best record in the National League. Buster, just got a minute left, but I hear you're driving from Montana to Williamsport for the Little League, uh, the baseball classic Sunday night. That That's quite a drive. I'm a big driver, but even for me, that would be a big drive. Where are you right now? Well, I'm actually, I drove last week from uh, Montana to New York City in two and a half days. Uh, and Ooh. today I'm in Lake George, New York. So I don't have that long of a drive to Williamsport. But Monday, I'm going from Williamsport to Des Moines. <laughs> I got it mapped out with my dog, Quinny, hey, uh, keeping... The- you, no, yeah, you don't okay. go through Kentucky. My... I was hoping you'd come through this way, but you'll be going north, unfortunately. <laughs> but Good well, luck, Buster, man. enjoy the uh, Little League Classic. That's 7 o'clock on ESPN Sunday. We very much appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Always great to talk. Yeah, I'm a big driver, but Williamsport to Montana Williamsport, you got to want that. Now, y'all, what else <laughs> you, we all want is the start of the NFL season. We've talked about Which team will have the biggest letdown? We'll do more what-ifs and make fun of Myron's jacket. Mornings. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.